Welcome to the weekly Mission Red Bank podcast, helping the body of Christ build itself up together in love. I so look forward to that gospel passage being read. You get to say manure. I'm from Texas. Well done, Bill. It's an interesting text where uh, the parable is talking about the value of bearing fruit. You notice how the vine dresser or the one looking or the, the owner said, why should it use up the ground? Because it was put there for purpose and it's not doing its purpose. Why should I not be rid of it and put another one there that can do its purpose? That's a thing of the kingdom that Jesus was talking about. Here at uh, Mission Red Bank, we're walking through right now these four missional values that we pursue so that our one vision, revealing Jesus and seeking his kingdom, not our kingdom, not the kingdom that's preached to us or taught to us or peddled to us, hawked at us, but his kingdom. We want that to be realized. Christ being revealed, his kingdom being sought. Last week in this process, we considered the first of these values, belong. I'll just recap it real quickly. Us embracing that we all personally and collectively belong to God and in him to one another. That this is a way of the kingdom. And that this belonging is intended to cause us a transformation, to cause us to become a place, the very people become a place where others can belong and discover their place in God's creation. We are, as a people, together to become a place where others can discover God and his will for them in the world. Today, I want to look at the second of our four values, grow. So belong, grow. We hope, pray, work toward realizing that all who journey with us, all who come to belong here will grow in the grace of knowing Jesus. Not just knowing about him, not just an intellectual exercise, but knowing him intimately. Knowing him personally, but not just personally. You'll get that as we go. To consider this together, today I want to look at another letter to the early church, 2 Peter, and hopefully we'll discover something about how to grow and the importance of this growing. Let's pray and then look at it together. Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the thoughts and the meditations of each one of our hearts now will be awakened and directed by your spirit. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and be pleased as we grow. In Jesus' name, amen. So a little bit of context. Speaking to followers of Jesus 
as they anticipate the new heaven and the new earth. We talk about it every time I come to the table, that we rejoice in the fact that he will return again and make all things new. So Peter's been talking with people about this, and as people are considering and anticipating the return of the Lord, St. Peter writes this. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, that's the anticipation of the return of the Lord, be diligent to be found by him, Jesus, without spot or blemish and at peace. Now, everybody look here real quick before I read further. Be careful to be found without spot or blemish and at peace. I'm going to teach a bit about what that actually means in a minute. Because that's the kind of verse, that phraseology can terrify people. It can shut their hearing down immediately because it begins to lend itself into a religious moralism that has been all too abusive to humans for so long. That is not what Peter is calling for. He is calling for something serious and real. But I want us to understand what it means, so please don't check out. Okay? Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for the return of Christ, be diligent to be found in him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord, the delay of that return, as salvation. Just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. Peter and Paul are talking about it. Then... Paul says, as he does in all his letters, when he speaks in them of these matters, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. <laughs> I love that. Peter's like, I don't know with Paul sometimes, but this he's clear on. Some things are hard to track him with, said the guy who was a fisherman his entire life versus in studying in the intelligentsia with Paul, right? Normal guy, Peter. Then he says, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, before the Lord returns, before things get twisted at you, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. In other words, here's what I think Peter's trying to communicate. We are dirt. And we are to be working this dirt. Personally and corporately so that it is good soil where the good seed that God brings grows. I'm not saying we are dirt the way our culture thinks of that. I'm saying it the way Jesus spoke of it when he said the kingdom is like a man who planted seed. And the seed was good because it was the word of God, but there were things in the soil and things that came to the soil that could take it away. The soil being good is an issue. And the soil is made for something, but there are things that can creep in and keep the soil from bearing the fruit that it is intended to bear. 
So here's what I think he's saying. He's admonishing us to be diligently ridding ourselves of spots and blemishes, making good use of God's patiently bringing salvation to the world. If we are soil for planting, think of spots and blemishes like old roots from dead trees. Those could be old ideas that were invested in us in our family of origin that are hurting us and keep us from hearing the good news. And as it comes in, it kind of gets in the way and blocks it out. He's saying, we want to be pulling those roots out. Roots from old dead trees, rocks, weeds. Peter is calling us to be diligently and, did you get what he said? Peacefully. Not anxiously. Removing these things. Why? So we can impress God with our blemishlessness? My wife told me to take that word out. I liked it. Because it's not a word. So I left it in there. No. We are not trying to impress God by doing this. That would be an evidence of twisting the point of the gospel. He and St. Paul were both writing to the church, encouraging them to tend their lives so that they would they would not be carried away with twisted teaching full of errors, with old thoughts that won't give in to the grace of God, with hands gripping to things that we just can't let go of so we can't receive. He's saying, diligently think about this and consistently work on yourself Get rid of the old roots from the dead trees, the rocks and the weeds. Because if you don't, you lose your stability, your sure rootedness. That's essential to healthy growth. Now, that doesn't mean that Jesus abandons you and you lose Jesus. He's not saying that. He's saying balance. He's saying traction so that when the wind blows hard, you don't break and fall over. He's saying you want to be stable. And there is no static place in life. It's not like we are now saved, therefore we don't have to worry about it anymore. Because there are forces at work against the kingdom of God. And we're not supposed to just ratchet down and protect ourselves against those. We are supposed to be on the move, working and tilling and uprooting and growing and replanting and bearing fruit. We're like a, a, a ship at sea, repairing as we go. We're not to be lost to the side. We're not to be overgrown with weeds and not bearing good fruit. This is what he's after. Them growing in the grace and the knowledge and the experience of the presence Jesus together you ever try to grow a tree in a speck of dirt does that seem to sound possible to anybody if we're the soil we have collectively got to be something for things to grow out of it so when we walk around myopically 
anxiously, other than what Peter says, trying to clean up our speck, we don't get there. And we've, we spend a life of anxiety, not able to realize the good news, the simple gospel. We miss it. But if we come together and be good dirt, God plants seed in there, brings rain, brings sun, and we become this place that bears fruit. And when the others see us doing that together, it has an impact. That matters personally. I'm not saying it doesn't. It does. But it actually has far greater importance. Our tending our soil together our growing in the grace and knowing of Jesus. God being patient like a farmer in that process reveals his salvation. Even after we're saved, it's being revealed. What's that about? It's a witness to the world. This passage is often preached focusing purely on individual salvation. I went and listened to good preacher on this, preachers on this. And I'm telling you, that is where historically people go all the time with this. And I get that the personal value for me is important. But Jesus is not just rescuing you from something. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, did not come down and live and die and raise and ascend and is coming again just to save you from hell. That is an unbelievably truncated, narrow version of the Bible. God help us. We have preached it till we've committed not good Christ is rescuing you me us for a much greater purpose we're saved so we can come together like good soil and be the body of Christ to the world our coming together and embracing our belonging to God our growing together in the grace of knowing Jesus, it, you know, I kept saying the word together, belonging together, growing together, it begins to build something called unity. It helps us unify, and this unity Jesus prayed for in John 17 when he said, Father, I don't just pray for these who are my disciples here and now, but I pray for those who will come to believe based on their testimony. Guess who that would be? Yes. Thank you very much. And anyone who opens a Bible, right? And anyone who witnesses the church should get there. But that's not what's happening a lot. But he said, I pray that you will make them one 
just as you and I are one. Do you think Jesus is one with his Father? That's what he wants for you. All. You all. Together. To be one in him with one another and with the Father. Make them one as you and I are one so the world will believe that you sent me. When the world looks at the church and says, I don't buy it. I don't think God did that. There might be a God, but your story's crazy. That's evidence. That's like they took our temperature and we came back with a fever. Something's not healthy. And the only remedy for that is unity. To grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus so that we become one. And not only will it bear witness to the world that God sent Jesus, but it will bear witness to the church, that growing entity, that God loves us just as he loves his son. Y'all should have like blown up when I said that. And the only reason you didn't is because you don't believe it. Let me ask you this question. Does God love Jesus? Do you believe God the Father loves his precious son who did all that, gave his life? And Do you believe it? Jesus said, be one. Make them one as you and I are one so the world will believe that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me. That's the best news. That's the total transformational news. You grew up in a terrible home, in a terrible situation. You've done terrible things in your life. You come to follow Christ. God loves you like he loves Jesus. There is no way that anything ever can overcome that. St. Paul would say in Ephesians in chapter 3, it's as if God is gathering his people in this way and staring at the rebellious entities that stood against him and come at his church like he's going, this is mine and I will get it all back. You will have none of it. So we bear witness to the world and to the cosmos who God is and his goodness so grow in the grace of knowing Jesus together how spend time together it starts there pray during some of that time serve one another during some of that time. Study scripture during some of that time. Serve others together during some of that time. Come here on Sunday night to dig and learn. Dig into the scripture and find out if what I'm telling you is represented from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 because as, as I have breath and God is my witness, it is. It is the story come to the events we offer, the belong retreat coming up, the quarterly events where we gather together just to enjoy one another. Come if it's inconvenient. Why? Because those, that's your dirt. Those are your people. Come and be with them and grow.
grow in the grace of knowing Jesus in the context of the church. Do everything you can to diligently tend your soil together. May you belong to God. May you get that you belong to God. May you get that in Him you belong to one another. This is grace from God who's patiently revealing and bringing salvation to the world through your together tending your soil, growing together, coming together, and being about the grace of Jesus. This is who we are. Everything else should feel weird. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit make this feel like home. Amen. You've been listening to the Mission Red Bank Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Mission Red Bank or have questions about what you've heard today, you'll find us on Facebook. Grace and peace to you, and may God's blessings surround you.